Welcome to the Author Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. I'm Rochelle Croft. And I'm Clay Croft. And their powers combined, your Expedition Overland, plus like 12 more guys. Like, you guys have grown so much. I don't even know who's still in. I don't even know how many full-time staff we have right now. We've got, <laughs> it's not all full-time. We've got quite a few that are part-time, that are professionals in their field that we have two or three days of their time per week. Um, so we got a lot of part-time folks, but yeah, we've got, we've got five in the shop right now, mm-hmm. full-time. Yep. And then we probably have four more outside of the shop that's working that part-time. And then we have all of our team members that are doing their own day, day jobs that come <laughs> in for shows and things like that. Right, 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 yeah. And so with, operations. with their own teams in other places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This year we grew a bunch because we, we also, you know, we launched Overlander Apparel and then we worked with uh, Overlander.com to launch their e-commerce side. So those are all additional teams that are out there that aren't part of that initial count. The tree yeah, is just crazy. growing more branches. <laughs> yep. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So. Very cool. It. Where do you want to go? Because we could go, do we want to go to the beginning? Like how, how does Expedition sure. Overland yeah. come together? Uh, out of a, what we like to say is we came out of a place of desperation. <laughs> so years cool. ago, over 10 years ago now, mm-hmm. we, you know, we were young, married for just a few years, five, four years at the time mm-hmm. and struggling filmmakers I had gone to take police tests and things like that because it just wasn't cutting it as a as a filmmaker. Is feast or famine, and I was dying, a lot skinnier back then. Then there's a a moment when we were coming back in the house after we'd done some documentary work, and uh, I'd spent a month in Africa doing some documentary stuff. Came back, and the whole like universe collapsed uh, with with the economy and and uh, lost all my work didn't have any jobs had a little one married and we had three little ones no two little ones two. and i was pregnant with our third, third. and yeah. it was just like man it was like what are we gonna do and i was walking into the house and uh, i looked at the the trucks that were in the in the garage one was a 2001 tacoma trd off-road and then another was a uh, 100 series land cruiser that we had just bought for our family car back before they were cool and they were still pretty cheap with the um, Toyota tax applied to it. Yeah. I think we bought that. What did we buy that Land Cruiser for? We bought it's like 12, we, it was $12,000 and it had a hundred thousand miles on it. Yeah. I and mean, it, it was like, that's when you could buy those multiple, cars, you know, yeah. and it could that's multiply by two. Yeah. yeah. It's unthinkable. On it's multiplied by yeah. three on the mileage. And that's about normal now. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, you know, we had that car and I flipped the light off going out from outside of the garage into the house. And then I kind of took a step back and flipped the light back on. I said, you know what, maybe, maybe we could shoot a show on traveling by vehicle. Cause I, you know, I was into Overland Journal. I was into Expedition Portal and all that stuff. We'd built some trucks up and that's kind of where it all kicked off. That's, that's the Genesis was literally flicked the light back flipped it off and then flipped it back on and looked in the garage and said, maybe we could shoot a show on this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they say the rest is history, but um, 
This is yeah, the Tacoma, is. right? Yeah. Original Tacoma. Yeah. <laughs> that that truck was awesome. We had a, uh, a let's see, we had just sold a third a '96 third gen Forerunner, mm-hmm. and we had bought that. Yep. Okay. And uh, that was the pride and joy at the time, and yeah, so we came out of that one and then built that truck. Yep. Why did you build that truck from... like six times? <laughs> oh boy! So build once, build it right didn't didn't really happen, or was it just factor of price and money spent? Let's say that one more time. So I mean, a lot of people like to go by the build it once, build it right. You know, <clears throat> pay for things only one time and. Right. I, I haven't so much experienced that where you go, oh, this is the cheapest suspension I can put on it to get by. And the next thing you know, you're going, oh, fuck. Yeah. How did that come to be on the taco? Was it, was it trial by fire or was it out of necessity that there were multiple rounds of building? It was total trial by fire. You know, th- this was so early on that this adventure travel concept in the U.S. I mean, this is like, this is, I had this truck for three years probably before Expedition mm-hmm. Overland started. Oh, well, and, and I was building it. I came from backpacking and mountaineering and wanted to, you know, now that we had kids, I couldn't get out so much. And so I wanted to just build a vehicle that I could go do some weekend warrior stuff and, and come back. And so that, that morphed, I went through the full process of, okay, Oh, I guess I need bigger tires and Oh, now they rub. <laughs> now I need better suspension. Cause right. I put a front bumper on it and my front hood sags. Like I did it all wrong. I didn't understand, you know, all the cause and effects of building a vehicle. Yeah. And uh, so that's I mean, given... why I went through it multiple times and I figured things out along the way. It was very expensive. That's why we try to help as many people <laughs> not do that. Um, mm-hmm. broke a lot of stuff. I had an engine fire cause I wired stuff wrong. I, <laughs> oh, I oh boy. The stuff, you know? <laughs> and, uh, My... that's, that's why I got yeah. built a lot of times, not due to fires, but you okay. Know, just, okay. Yeah. That's wrong. I got to tear it out and do it again. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That's one of the things that's great about the forums and, and the proliferation of all that stuff, at least to the point where I'm at now is if you're thinking I need, you know, I want to put a winch and a bumper on somebody's going to chime in and say, you're going to need springs or you're going to have other problems, you know, or, yeah. or something mm-hmm. that kind of topples from there. Uh, wh- okay. So then follow-up question, since the, obviously, you know, first gen Tacoma is the sweetheart of the pickup truck world for smallish off-roaders. Uh, the third gen forerunner has really come into its own as like a desirable, almost collector item in the off-road world. Now, why, why, Forerunner to Tacoma. Uh, that's a good question. We wanted the pickup bed. Okay, that's yeah. The, yeah. Wanted the utility <laughs> bed. Yeah, fair we enough. Boiled down to that, but we still wanted the four doors because we had kids. Mm-hmm. So we, gotta, we had to be able to, you know, haul kids around. So mm-hmm. that was our decision point there. But yeah, we just have, I don't know if you guys have seen, but we just recently completed a third gen Forerunner. We went back. Mm-hmm. I bought a V6 version in the same color everything of my original forerunner and built it up uh, to what it is now. Yeah. You might find it. There it is. <laughs> that picture is probably taken. I try to so anticipate we... where you're going next. So <laughs> <laughs> Love it. that's a good looking truck. Thank you. Yeah. That, that is a, a beautiful, I would say example as they would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's in good shape. 165,000 miles. That's now supercharged re-geared nice. running 33s. Uh, mm-hmm. paint's been restored that that is a beautiful 
beautiful truck. And the entire drive line has pretty much been rebuilt. Everything that moves or wiggles or compresses is brand new. Is that nice? Is that a lifer now? Like, is that just sticking around forever? Nope. No, I'll just say this. I had another meeting about <laughs> today about how we're, when that car's gone, what the next truck's going to be. Wow. That didn't take long. That's a good problem. No, it's a ways out. It's a ways out. Okay. We, we still okay. want to go do some things. Uh, we want <laughs> this to be at uh, like Expo West and stuff. We want people to come see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we love cars. I love building cars. It's going to be tough to let that one go. Oh man, it's going to be tough to let that one go. <laughs> well, and like, does it feel <laughs> on age wise for your kids though? Aren't you about to need a third? <laughs> oh yeah, there's no way he that he no, can. No, no, he doesn't one. get that one. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Supercharged. <laughs> he actually just went out and bought his first pickup. This is Cyrus. He's our. Uh, he's nice. about to be 16, yep. and he bought a 2001 uh, Toyota Tundra. Oh, cab. nice. Yeah, with the good V8 trucks. In it, so. Four seven. Yeah, with the four seven. Good trucks. And it's you know it's got dents and stuff like that, but it was in good shape, good mechanical shape, and that that car will take him for. A long ways. <laughs> well, know, into college good, if he wants. It's a good Montana the, first vehicle. Like yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll so hit a deer. Follow up about <laughs> or, or at least be cheap enough to rebuild after it hits. Exactly. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, does the third gen forerunner feel small in Montana? Because I'm in the Northeast. Our trails are tiny. The third gen forerunner is the perfect size. Mm. I have a fourth gen forerunner and I've had a fifth gen forerunner and they're like marginal. You can just fit between some of the trees. You see some of the guys with tundras, you know, or, or like somebody comes down a trail in a raptor and you go, no, 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 bad idea. Go be like, turn around. Um, does, does the third gen foreigner feel small out there? Um, or is it? It's great. It's great on the trails for sure. You know, there, there's sections of Montana that are really tight trails mm -hmm. out on the open road. It gets around like, mm -hmm. Montana is a huge state. It's the fourth largest state. It's 147 million square miles or something like that. <laughs> and so you got to be able to get around. So it's, it was nice to re-gear it and put long range fuel tanks on it and mm -hmm. uh, supercharge it and get going. You know, it's, it, it scoots yep. around, it gets around. Um, and then it does the trails really well. But I think in Montana, you can pretty much drive any trail truck around here okay. from big to small. Mm-hmm. Who was crouched over the engine bay in the background of that picture of the supercharger? <laughs> see. That was probably uh, Tanner. Probably Tanner. Somebody is knees on the bumper. <laughs> Tanner oh, yeah. shows up Tanner. in a lot of pictures. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, working on it. We had a great uh, mechanic, uh, Peter Garcia from Rising Sun Toyota. They're, they're out of Bozeman, Montana here. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. We should You guys should get them on your podcast at some point because mm -hmm. they just know everything under the sun about fixing Toyotas. They're what just so naming good. Again? <laughs> so they came rising in sun and Toyota. Uh, yeah, rising sun Toyota. Mm -hmm. They, I think they just started an Instagram page and all that, but um, we had them come in and work inside our shop to build, put in the Magnuson supercharger on that. Well, so. we'll add them to the list of random people. I don't know who I'm going to email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Cold call. Yeah, they love it. Like uh, anytime that a couple of days ago, we had a truck that had to go in there and I'm like, well, I'm going with you to go pick this up because I want to hear what they say. I want to hear how they talk about it. I want to hear what the problem mm -hmm. was. And we were there mm -hmm. for 20 minutes discussing all the weird noises and all the things that, you know, come along with a really well-experienced mechanic when he's talking to you. you just learn so much mm -hmm. from these guys every time you go. 
So yeah, yeah, it's a great car, really great car. Very I like cool. it a lot. <laughs> and I'm I'm not even a forerunner guy. I sold mine to Ross. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought. I seriously yesterday thought I had end of the world problems with the forerunner and it turns out I just didn't put, I didn't put the screws back in for the fender liner. It's like, oh. when you hear the fender liner noise. noise, oh man, when you hear that noise at speed and then going into a parking lot, like, and after it's been silent, no noise whatsoever for a pretty long period of time and you hear that, it's like, yeah, it sounds like the end of the world. And now, yeah, yeah I, I put new headlights in to put the headlights nice. in. You have to pull oh, the fender sweet. liner out and that looks good. It, it was the first warm day of the year here it was like 75 degrees and i was like sweating and frazzled because i'm doing this in a parking lot and i just spaced didn't put the screws back in and you know it's just <laughs> bouncing off the tire and crunched itself up so that's awesome is that yeah. that's a third gen what year is it no it's a it's actually a fourth gen it's an 05 oh, yeah oh, nice. yep. sorry v8 same, yep. same engine as cyrus's tundra Awesome. same exact engine nice. I got kind of one of the unicorns yes yeah and i had another 05 years ago and this one is uh much better <laughs> the other one i imported from canada and everything was rusted and it was just uh, it had like two hundred thousand kilometers on it so <laughs> it, it needed some things and uh and it, it had no sway bars the first one they had been sawzalled off so this one is a lot better and uh, I'm glad you're not broken. Room. Yeah, not not broken. It was fun. It was the roller coaster. You turn in on a corner, and it just rolls on the bump stops. And it's oh, fun. dang! Yeah, <laughs> good engine. The four seven's a good engine. How are are the exhaust manifolds on on his? Okay, are they? They've been cracked done. at all. They've been, oh, they've done. been done. Previous okay. owner had done. Yeah, they ah. all do it. And, and we actually have a, another 100 series Land Cruiser out here that we bought for another project that we were working on, and it had. They had gaskets done on them. That's pretty much, you know, you got the exhaust manifolds. It all get replaced. Yeah, that's just part of that. Only but you do it only, once and you're good. Yeah, to go, you know. Yep. Million mile motor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, where can we go? So I mean, we have so many questions. I we ought to hit up Shell first before she's got a scoop. That's to, what I was thinking too. I was like, okay, can we, good idea. Cyrus's or uh, Eli's. I can't even keep my kids straight. Number three. Number three. <laughs> Probably I, call, I call mine 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. Yeah. So there you totally go. get yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> Where we're at. Uh, can we talk about this truck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can talk about that truck. And this is this is Lexus's, right? It, it is. is. Okay. We built it for Lexus. Yep. Yep. Well, because when it came out, we were kind of like, wait, who built what here? Like it got, it was a little confusing. Mm. Did they give you well, a budget or did they just say, this is the end goal, get there? No, uh, no. Yeah. We always work under budgets and stuff, but we, mm. you know, we work with their, um, their teams over there and discuss, uh, yeah, this is actually the second you're seeing here, the first mm. GXOR, which was, um, a great project, very successful project. And then they came back to us and said, Hey, would you build an LX as well this year? And we said, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to do that. And then we talked about the different concepts and how we would want them to be differentiate um, the GX versus the LX. We talked about the kind of customer and the kind of person that would mm -hmm. buy this off the lot, not, not the future generations of, you know, after it's been owned or pre-owned, yeah, this third is the or guy fourth that owner, want to go right. buy it has has the cash to go buy it right now 
this is for that buyer. And uh, so we worked with their teams and, and came up with that. Um, and yeah, the J201, which is a de designation of its uh, frame, actually, it's its Japanese designation. I think it's technically a J201 um, L, which means uh, left-hand drive versus right-hand drive. Huh. So a J2 not long. Oh. It's not like A8L. <laughs> yeah. It's not suddenly long wheelbase. <laughs> so, it, and we named it that because it's it's a it's kind of a head nod to uh, the Japan the, the Toyota way of naming and yep. it's Land Cruiser Heritage that is the mm -hmm. LX. Yep. So we partnered with um, Kurt out of Cruiser Outfitters there to help assemble this. So we had several meetings with Kurt, Clay, and myself and the Lexus team, you know, figuring out the build and how we'd want to do it. Mm -hmm. And then um, we did what we could here. And then it got sent to Salt Lake where Cruiser Outfitters did a lot of the assembly, got it all up to snuff. It was at CBI, uh, CBI in Idaho first. Falls for <clears throat> nine weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, under uh, cloak of darkness, we would move it yep. you know, <laughs> at night and all that stuff. You can't see it on the road. And, mm -hmm. um, and they, they did all of that amazing front end design work. They, their team really knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Uh, so everything was, it was all custom. It was all totally, totally one-off, right? Yep. The only thing that hadn't, that had a, like a, a framework to it in CAD already was the rear bumper, which then we, you know, modified anyway. And we, we came up with that new ladder system to fit the more sleek Land Cruiser look. You know, you haven't seen a ladder like that before and mm -mm. it has a, a nameplate built into it. And that lifts with the la la the lift gate. It's not part of the swing out. It's part of the lift gate. Huh. Um, yeah. It's, oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty mm -hmm. cool. When you open all that stuff, all the running boards, all the lights light up in the running boards and it's pretty slick. No I don't know that I ever saw that. an image of it with the lift gate up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can see it in some of the videos, the films that we shot around it. But yeah. CBI does amazing work. I mean, just their, even their like normal manufactured products for all the Toyota stuff I've seen is, I mean, it's fit and finish is good. Yep. You know, build quality. It's, it's not like totally overkill for the sake of being overkill. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're only getting better. So that company yeah. is growing like crazy because they do good work. CBI is always mm -hmm. like my when I when a friend gets a Forerunner, I'm like, hey man, just go just go look at CBI real fast. Like, yeah. yes, you can go look at all the other big stuff, but like, just check these guys. But out. then like, you'll eventually just mm -hmm. go to CBI, so just go there first. Exactly. Yeah. Just <laughs> lean yeah, into this. Probably. Yeah, and they're just fantastic people. Yeah, fantastic great. people. Great owners, too. man. Yeah. The whole team. The whole team's just so much fun to work with. Yeah. And they're in Idaho. Idaho Falls. Idaho Falls, Idaho. The mm -hmm. Royals used to have an affiliate up there. I wonder if we still do. <laughs> that's a completely is random. That, is that like yeah, sports that, ball talk? It's a sports it's ball. A, that's a sports, sports ball. Yeah, it was sports ball. <laughs> sports ball. I, if it's sports ball, sorry, I can't talk about that because I don't even know what it is. My, uh, you know, I can barely throw a baseball. <laughs> that's what you that, smaller. That's a sports ball sports. Yeah, right? the smaller white, smaller white round one, chuckers. Yeah, Idaho Falls Chuckers. That was it's the not, name. Yeah, it's C H U K A R S. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Let's see what they did there. I yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. 
that's the kind of logo I want to like look up and research more. Like the was it Coastal Carolina or somebody that's like a type? Of, never mind. We're completely off topic. Yeah, in the weeds. In yeah. the weeds. Um, I'll be right back. I need five seconds. Somebody just rang my doorbell, and I don't know who or why. I'll be right back. No Sounds worries. dangerous. It's all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna direct us towards Rebel. Sounds good. Because it's not that you guys just built the Lexus and had or was a part of building it. You raced it. Yep, we did. Yeah. So you're like our, I don't know if we count teams or if we count individuals, you're like our fourth or fifth woman who's competed in the rebel. (laughs) Cause we've had Emmy, we've had Rebecca, we've had Lynn. Perfect. So yeah, I think you're fourth. (laughs) Awesome. Though I love all those girls. They're fantastic. When you, beat all of them this year too didn't you <laughs> i i guess i did <laughs> so i'm pretty sure i was checking standings and you only lost a one well they've team. all beat they've all beat her at one time amy and amy yep, and rebecca, rebecca sure have beat. beat me yep yeah but it's so. yeah they messed up and took an ev this year so that's their they fault. did they uh oh man they were so great <laughs> in the background I got the hand zero carbon future they are always pushing it though they are you know they're I always trying new things they were mm-hmm. in the rolls royce last year and and now they then they did the ev ah that's so cool i mean oh. they're, they're always looking for the new experiences yeah mm-hmm. well, that's inspirational yeah there was the ev at king of hammers too this year like it's it's all it's all changing around us right now <laughs> it's happening yeah. mm-hmm. yep it is yeah, it was it was a phenomenal. I I loved it when Lexus first approached us with the idea to build the Lexus. That was part of the package. They're like, we not only want you to build this, but we want you to go show people what it's actually capable of. It's not just going to sit mm-hmm. in a showroom or a driveway. And we were like, yes, that's fantastic. And the Rebel is the perfect place to do that. You're really hard on your vehicles. You cover so much different terrain. You've got dunes. You've got rock, road, pavement. I mean, everything. You name it. You've got it. So it so, was a great place for that. Lexus was obviously pretty involved in the, the build aspect and the concept via, you know, the concept side of the vehicle aspect. Were they involved in the preparation for the rally at all? Or did they just give you kind of a la carte and said, you know, <laughs> give us a good reputation? <laughs> yeah, they, no, they are great. They gave us, they give us a lot of free reign and there wasn't really much for them to do, especially for the rebel. Mm-hmm because you're very self-sustained. Uh, so we, we did everything. We packed the car, got it completely ready. I've done it enough times now where every time I go, I try to take less and less stuff. Um, <laughs> kind of like our overlanding trip. Less is like, more. What can I get yeah. rid of? What don't I have to have with me yes. bouncing around in the car? So I feel like we streamlined it really well. And especially, I mean, um, the year before we had the GX, a stock GX from Lexus with, nothing in it, no drawers, no built-ins, no anything. So this year to have the J201 with the built-in goose gear drawers, all the organization, it was really nice. And then, man, we'd get in that thing and drive all day and just be, yep, there you go. Isn't it pretty? It started out really nice. I mean, if it didn't doesn't end look like that. Like that it, does, it didn't look like that when I brought it back. <laughs> Not <laughs> well, at the end, no. Hey, there's, it's it's little, there's no yeah. dust. <laughs> little sandy, yeah. Do you prefer but driving was, the GX or the LX off-road? Oh man, if I'm hmm. <laughs> if I'm not in sand dunes, I would say the LX. 
if I'm going through dunes, I would say the GX just for weight. Weight. Yeah. Yep. Down to weight. Just comes weight down to power. weight at that point. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, but man, you can drive those, that LX, you can drive all day long, day after day and just not feel that driver fatigue, which is why a lot of, which is why also we love 200 series Land Cruisers. You just can drive them all day long without getting tired. So we'd get to the end of the day and be like, man, we're feeling pretty good. What'd you guys do all day? You know? Yeah. You see a guy get out of the Jeep or a guy get out of the Jeep. Yeah, and they're just, just like destroyed. beat up and, and that's, knocked uh, out all day. So it was great. That's how we do like really long ATV trips up in Maine. And I'm one of the only fools who still rides an ATV. Almost everybody else is in a side-by-side, -side, you know, with like long travel, Fox suspension and everything. And they get out and they're like, let's do it again. Let's go. And I'm yep. like, like, I can't feel my like, hands. No way, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything <laughs> hurts. <laughs> Over. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It, it performed fantastic. We had no issues. Um, got to change a couple of tires from my own mistakes of driving it too low of tire pressure over some areas in Johnson Valley. But, uh, other than that, we had, there's the GX. Yeah. How low, I don't know if this reveals any, you know, exclusive info that you want to keep within your team, but what kind of prep do you run the same pressure all day? Generally, do you just set it once and, and go for mm -hmm. it? Or do you, do you chain, do you stop chain, you know, air up, air down? Obviously if there's road section, I know from the start, but yeah, if I'm, if I know I'm on a lot of dirt road, I usually set it between 23 and 25 PSI and I run it all day long. So then if oh, I'm wow. hitting little patches of sand, anything that's loose, I still have enough traction to get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm hopping on the pavement for a really long transit day, I'll air up, but otherwise I hit, and I did this in Morocco too. It, you just kind of hit that one air pressure and you just stuck with it all day. Um, it just saves you so much time. Yeah, it's time Sweet spot. up and down. Don't have time to keep yes. airing up and down. Because okay. Morocco's the same type of rally, but it's the gazelle rally or it's like rally de gazelle. It is. Yeah, it was, it's, um, it's a little different in the way that, so Morocco is shortest distance wins over nine days. So it's That's a little longer, right. it's a little more brutal of terrain. So you're really, I mean, if you see a field full of rocks, you're driving through the field full of rocks in a straight nice. line type. You don't get to go around it because <laughs> you want right. to go the shortest distance. Cause you want to go the shortest yeah. distance. Yeah. Where the oh. rebel is like, how can I hop on the road and get around that field? And we're in America. We can't just go driving through fields where we can in Morocco. <laughs> right. So there is that. <laughs> right. So it's, it's like, a little, it's, it's different. Same concepts. Um, but yeah, they're incredible experiences. Both of them are. What'd you guys drive in Morocco? I did my first year. We shipped a Toyota 2007 FJ cruiser okay. overseas. It was the max tracks vehicle. They were our title sponsor that year. <laughs> We picked it up oh, wow. and uh, we started in Paris, drove it all the way down to Spain, took the ferry over to Morocco to Tangier and then drove it to the start line and then mm. did the nine day rally. So it Jeez. felt like we already had a Jeez. rally before we even started. How many miles, <laughs> how many miles did you put on that thing from start to, from like pre-rally start to post-rally finish? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. It was like three, eight Thousands. hour days. Oh my God. I don't remember. Honestly, I blocked it out. I think. <laughs> have to google it ptsd from sitting in an fj yeah that's it oh man Ooh. how did you find Whoa. that that is incredible are those pink max tracks oh yeah they are ross yeah. hasn't been paying attention you get max tracks in just about every color of the rainbow right now ross 
Yep. Okay. This was before you could, though. Fair. These were yes, very those, these were special edition. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 2007 was, was heavy. before Max Tracks were like really a, a known entity. Yeah, yep. they were really getting started yep. at that time. And they were, man, they were awesome uh, to allow us to do that and put their full support into us to go make that happen. We had no idea what we were doing. I'd never done anything like that in my life. And it was just mm. like, so is, I need to go do this. <laughs> is, do the crazy thing XO's version of like safety third? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gold. Yeah. So, so this, go ahead. Nope. You're, you're good. Go for it. Okay. So that actually, the backtrack conversation actually leads to something that I, that I think Chris had written the notes that I, I did want to touch on. So given one or the other and not a direct replacement for one or the other, but if you're stuck in a situation, are you thinking generally first max tracks or generally first which at this point? For me, I usually think max tracks because that's what I have more experience with. And I feel more mm-hmm. comfortable with those. And I'll, it depends on what you're stuck in or the, I mean, right. it's very, what you can't very dependent to. on the situation, Yeah, but that's usually even in next. So I feel like, can we get out with max tracks? And if not use the winch, a lot of times we use both. Yeah. Those are uh, ones. What we say is we typically recover 90% of the time with max tracks. So we always recommend that if you had to have one extraction device, Mm-hmm. and pick it up it would be max tracks for one they're also on the cheaper end of the spectrum of for really effective recovery gear mm-hmm. uh, so you, you could spend 650 700 and be full set of max tracks with a carrier or so somewhere in that range and be able to do a lot of extractions uh, that you run into however there are those times when the winch is what you need you're dealing with mm-hmm. heavy equipment and when you're mired to a certain state you know you're you're stuck stuck yeah (laughs) Uh, there's nothing that's going to help you other than a winch you know right and even in those situations that's when we typically will use max tracks in conjunction with winching the the two tools work hand in hand together Mm -hmm. all the time but when you need a winch you need a winch yeah that's (laughs) have you ever used a high lift as a winch yes Oh, as years in, ago, as in like a years ago before all of, of this stuff started, yeah, it was painful and horrible, and but it got it the is job done. <laughs> it the was, worst I, way to extract a vehicle. <laughs> what were we recovering? It was a uh, it was a Nissan Pathfinder, Oof. and we were we were hunting, and we got mm. super stuck, got sideways, and it, oh man, we were using mm. a high lift jack for two hours. Oh God you know getting <laughs> sore like for getting two weeks turned around oh. so it, it just takes one of those experiences and you're like i don't care how much it costs i'm going to have this now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. very true very very yeah. true yeah yeah i need to procure a set of, of the max tracks or tracks and boards in some capacity because mm-hmm. on the quads you know the atvs like everybody that's not me has a winch extraction is relatively easy sure you're it's 1500 pounds at most yeah on the trucks you uh, you you end up in a situation where traction board can't do the job you have to leave the truck if you can't get it out you know and that Mm -hmm. is determinant of getting yeah so that picture 
it's very nice that my brother was willing to throw me a winch cable. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, that's what happens when you, you know, go into a mud pit you never should have gone in the first place. Have you seen the new Max Tracks minis built for ATVs and side by side? I have. They're pretty cool. I have a set down here on our side by side, and it's they're awesome. Mm -hmm. Built just for that. What yeah. side by side do you guys have? Uh, General One Thousand XP. Polaris. Okay. Nice. Yep. Mm -hmm. Good yeah. machines. Yeah. Yep. How do you uh, How do you feel about the electric one that's coming or the electric Polaris that's soon to be released? I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, my use case is a lot of hunting mm -hmm. out stuff. And so being able to move from area to area and not make a lot of noise, I'm all as about silently that. as possible. Yeah. yeah that's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. There's our nice. Those general grabbers on there. Yeah. <laughs> X3s on nice. icon alloys. Yep. They are. Yep. So nice. this is, this is the, the, it's becoming a theme on a lot of our shows is that the best sponsor is a tire sponsor. Mm-hmm. This uh, General Tire has been a great sponsor of ours for years. Yeah. Seven years or eight years running now as our presenting level sponsor. Yeah. Hmm. And that's what you run on all the trucks too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've gone mm -hmm. over a million collective miles on all of our General Whoa. Tires because we did the entire Pan American in them. Yeah. And that was... We've got trailers, trucks. They're fantastic. Phenomenal yeah. tires. Yep. Great. I, I think that was the series I first found you guys was the Central America series. And I was like, this is yeah. general the whole way. So awesome. That was when I first saw this being more than just like a, you know, a, a small local US operation. When you guys went down there, it was like, oh, this is a thing. <laughs> this is becoming a thing. Was that your was that your number one? Was that your your best all-time experience? Or is there another that stands above that mm, i'd say south america south is. america was south america. as if as far as the total best experience central america was takes the cake for sure mm -hmm. I would, oh, oh sorry south america yeah. south i was just say central america involved a lot of food poisoning didn't it yeah it did, it did. <laughs> yeah. and heat oh my gosh i just remember none of us slept too well because it was so hot mm -hmm. and you know all, all of us montana boys uh, just in our rooftop tents just sweating and sticking to each other at night. <laughs> it was just like so by the time you were done i mean we stayed in the most accommodations uh which you know wasn't any fancy hotels it was like a lot of those you know the small places that you would stay along the way just for the air conditioner so we could sleep <laughs> you know because you, you just, ever you weren't ever resting right do you ever i know people run like the little buddy heaters in the rooftop tents do you ever run like a fan or anything we run fans we did after that yeah we, we <laughs> midway through there yeah and yeah wet towels like you let mm -hmm. you take a oh god one of those microfiber towels or whatever and you get it wet before you go to bed and you go up into your bed and you just lay it on your stomach or your back or whatever oh just so you god. have like that evaporative cooling so you can sleep that's the kind of heat we're talking about it's like a do-it-yourself oh, like, yeah, swamp cooler hot. Like... i couldn't sleep it's like no sweated <laughs> through the mattress all night <laughs> And you know, I was wiping sweat out of my eyes as I laid there. That oh, kind man. of and that doesn't that doesn't dry out. What it, it, no. no, and then no have chance. to get up and film all day. Yeah. So they were just wiped. Yeah, it was it was tough. We came back from Central America. I think Toby had like some sort of weird bacterial infection in his mm -hmm. guts. And oh god. Yeah, yeah. We oh, yeah. all of us were pretty wounded after Central America. We were 
I was about six months for me to mm-hmm. get back up to speed. Like everybody like, literally lost weight kind of thing. Like literally they were in bad oh, yeah. health. We were in tough shape when we got back. Yeah. yeah. South America. The, South America was just, you know, it was hot up top, but then we were always yeah. chasing summer. We were always just climbing out of winter in, in the two trips that we did down there. And so that really, really helped. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. scrolling like crazy for South American yeah. pictures. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> how do you, like, how do you present that to your doctor when you get back from a trip like that? Hey, sorry. Um, I think something's wrong with me, but I don't know what. And I was uh, traveling in uncharted territory. <laughs> like, what does yeah. the doctor say? Well, how do they send you for tests? They'll say, what countries were you in? You know, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you say, yeah, I just got gut stuff going on. You know, I can't <laughs> keep anything down or whatever. And it usually starts with antibiotics. And then from there, it, it goes. Thankfully, antibiotics killed everything that I had. And I'm not sure about what Toby ended up Toby having to do. Toby had a couple rounds. Yeah, <laughs> a couple uh, rounds. Up killing it off. And then, you know, you replace it all with good bugs in your, in your guts and all that stuff. But yep. well, yeah, you. tough place to be. Tough place to mm-hmm. thrive. So like kind of just survive that one. That was, we, we've had a number of people that have done Baja a number of times and we asked them for like advice for first time travelers. Cause Ross and I haven't been yet. Like yeah. it's on our list. I, and, I love this advice though. It's the best and multiple ever. people said so. never buy tacos from a stand with wheels. <laughs> oh, that was their know. thing. Like if it goes bad, you want to be able to go back the next day. So don't go to the guy it's going to move the taco stand that night. I'm like, huh. okay. All right. When we were Noted. down there, we, we met with Ivan Stewart. Uh, he's a race car, you know, race truck driver for. That's a name years. drop. Yep. yep. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, yeah. and we were at his house and I had just sadly, just absolutely destroyed his bathroom oh, <laughs> no. the night before I was like, Hey, Ivan, <laughs> I got to use your bathroom. He's like, yeah, he, he knew what was going on. Yeah. Like, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right over there. <laughs> and then he, when we came back, we were talking about it. He's like, yeah, around here, you, you know, someone asked you if, how are the tacos? And he, he says, well, I'll tell you tomorrow. Were the tacos good? Mm. He's like, I don't know. I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> tell you tomorrow. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Sounds horrible. My advice would be don't eat that mystery white sauce that's been sitting on the <laughs> table all day in the sun roasting in the sun just go like put that on your top (laughs) when it's been sitting there for you know who knows how long bad idea yeah no and i think kurt williams would also (laughs) say yeah that's a bad idea yeah kurt kurt's part of a race team too right isn't he 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 is is. it's not is it drivers mechanics for king girl racing Mm -hmm. who also won the baja 1000 this year Mm -hmm. i found it with tracks on it that's not the race truck i wanted <laughs> that's not it nope c-a-n-g-u-r-o i believe kangaroo yep. well it's, mm-hmm. it's the correct truck but it because it, it's his race number and everything but it has tracks <laughs> that sounds that like way. a fun experiment yeah that's yeah. not what i'm trying to share with the audience because he, he races it's basically a land cruiser right mm-hmm. yeah yep that's it yep that's it monica is the name of that race car Starting Land Cruiser. Yeah, it comes from who who had that car before? I can't think of. Anyway, came from an, the Lexus side, and okay. it is, and then they bought it, and then they've been racing it ever since. Mm-hmm. 
I wonder if it's uh, we've had a guy on named Joe Bacall who raced. Yeah, it was Joe's. LX. It was Joe's. Okay. It was Joe's. That was Joe's. That's not the one with the intake and the like. The glove box has been turned into an intake, is it? That's not the same truck. I'm not thinking sure. of something different. Not sure. It might be. It might be. Different. I know Joe told us, or at least showed us a picture of something. I think it was a Land Cruiser, some kind of Toyota. This car I can't remember. Built 15 times since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh boy. Cassie, the, the those guys are winning the Baja 1000 and succeeding because of how well they maintain their equipment. Mm-hmm. Those guys have just they are the example of how to prep for big mm-hmm. adventures and races. Yeah. As a small team, I, I, I'm going to get their stats wrong, but I think they've raced it seven times and completed it five. Wow. Holy oh, shit. And they've won it twice. That's like model statistics. That's yeah. like most fa- people factory prepped for finish the race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they finished it five of seven and they've won it twice. Which yeah. we, we learned something fun on a, a couple shows ago is that there's no racing license for score or yeah. desert racings. Oh, so like, that was as that was long as your vehicle, yeah, as long as your vehicle passes tech, anybody can get it. in a race vehicle. Oh. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That yep. could be fun. Just saying, guys. Four years old, <laughs> eighty-four years old, license. You're good. It's yeah, there fun. was no there was no age limit, which was we thought was amazing. That is awesome. So the prep and preparation—that's the whole side of things. That actually leads to something I wanted to ask. So, when you go on these huge adventures, the long extended adventures, before and after, do yeah. you have some kind of procedure in place where leading up to it, you? check and tighten everything, change oil, change filters. And then when you get back, do you do the same kind of tear down and analysis type thing? Or like, because I know people here who go into the woods for three days, don't touch anything and then come back and then don't really touch anything else until they go back. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm going to bug okay. out before you answer that you question, but out. thank you. I got to take uh, Eli to his concert. We, we yeah. hope he has a good show. We're parents yep. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thank it was you nice so to much. meet you. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yes. We fully understand. Yeah. Well, Thank you, you do. Ross <laughs> doesn't yet, but I, I have do. To be there, be a, I have to be there at seven? You can be there at seven. Okay. I'll be there at seven. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too far away. Yeah. Hopefully I can find my way. So so the uh, the what do you do leading up to a trip, just before a trip, vehicle maintenance, uh, self-psychological maintenance. Is there anything special you do to, you know, get ready or? Yeah, so we we go through a process that we call baselining and uh, we baseline the trucks. So that's a general overview. You're doing your typical inspections of all the movable main parts, right? You're just looking things over and you go and you drive it. You're listening and you're feeling what the truck is doing. If you're listening to the vehicle, it's talking to you, right? Yes. If there's vibrations in your butt, it's coming from the rear drivers, you know, from the <laughs> rear axle. If you're feeling it in the steering wheel, it's coming from the steering components. If you feel it in your front feet, it's in the axles, the front axle, you know, things like that. So if you're mm-hmm. listening to what the vehicle is telling you, we can address anything that we're hearing or sensing there. And then, yeah, we put our hands on all kinds of stuff and then we inspect things. Um, inspect fluid we run regular service intervals you know mm-hmm. if anything we do run them well we've we've run them both ways we've run them 
we've pushed our intervals longer. Like in South America, we ran, hmm. what did we do? I think we ran 10,000 miles on an oil change in really? South America before we were able Just to- normal synthetic? Yeah, normal synthetic, you know, um, can do you know, it. run pins oil synthetic and the full synthetic. Um, and then, you know, we swapped it out. We were able to find somewhere down, down in the South and we swapped it out and ran the next 4,000 miles, but we did push one of those intervals further, but we maintain our vehicles at a higher level already that if we have to push those vehicles to that extent, mm. we're not too worried about it. Cause we baby them right. everywhere else and we're not running high engine temps. We're not trashing them we're not racing them things like that so it can get mm -hmm. pushed to those higher intervals but we have really found that when it comes to oil that uh, and this comes from the peter and and uh, his dad garcia saying that they really find even with synthetic oils that if you're running at seven thousand miles that's about when you want to swap them even though a lot of companies can say it can run to 10 mm -hmm. over the years they're seeing that if people run the full ten thousand mile interval that uh, they're having some problems, but seven. I can promise that. I just recently actually left a dealership job working in the service department. Okay. And at 10,000 miles, that oil is black. And, you know, the best quality oil you can possibly find, even if it's, you know, not what they're providing you. If you put that in your personal vehicle at 10K, it's, it's done. That's it. Okay. It's not providing yeah it's just not lubricating the engine or keeping the temperatures cool the way it should yeah so yeah i mean yeah so we go seven thousand rule seven thousand miles uh okay. and then if we we were actually just we just shot a big series on uh building an overland vehicle and this was in the narrations that we were just going through and if you're going to be going on a trip and say you're in the middle of a service interval say you're four thousand miles into your seven thousand and your trip's going to be right at 6,000 miles or 7,000 miles, we will swap the oil before we go. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. You know, we, we operate on the front end of it, the more conservative mm -hmm. end versus like, oh, we can go the full trip and then we'll swap it when we get back. Right. We'll stay ahead of it because the, yep. the cost yeah. is so, what is it? The, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of uh, cure. Right. <laughs> yes. So, so in, do that. you use any like heavy duty gear oils or is it all just like standard OEM rated stuff for the standard OEM or diffs? Yeah. Still or standard yeah. OEM on grease yeah. or like good red tacky stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Things that are designed well for a lot of water. That's really mm -hmm. it. And then the thing with grease is to really keep up on the grease. Because uh, yes. the, the act of greasing is pushing a lot of those bad contaminants out. Yes. You know, that mm -hmm. cause you problems. So as long as you grease a lot and keep up on it, your reminds me are going to last a lot longer. Yeah. I, I have a, a new I drive did. shaft that I have to grease. So <laughs> thank you for reminding me. I'm adding yeah. that note literally yeah. tomorrow. Making I have to note. do that. Grease the drive. Yeah. He just drive put it in like three grease. weeks ago. So he, it's yeah, due it's, for grease. It's not even three weeks old. It, it needs to be, it came greased from mm -hmm. the, whoever manufactured it. I think ultra power is the name of the company. And only went with ultra power because it was $168 and an OEM Toyota drive shaft was just shy of 500. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, a, a vehicle that is not expensive, justifying like a fifth or a sixth of the price and just drive shaft is not doable. Sure. So maintain regularly. Yep. Maintain regularly. And then I, I will 
also say that we use as many OE parts as possible. So you have reasons to go, go cheaper on certain things, depending on the use case. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, when we did the third gen forerunner rebuild um, on this project, we went with all OE equipment because they're fully designed with uh, a ton of engineering behind them because they're designed to last nearly the life of the vehicle. And you can't say mm-hmm. that for aftermarket parts. They ha- parts they haven't gone through the same R and D. They're not using the ba- the same type of high end metallurgy in their metals mm-hmm. because that's expensive. So OE parts have, and OE stands for original equipment. They have they're they're buying so much of these components that they're able to afford and put in higher metals and better components right. because they get the price break, right? Because of scale. That's why when you said mm-hmm. Cruiser Outfitters earlier, I knew exactly who that was because I've bought parts from them. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's very true. You know, the original, the OEM has more money to spend on R&D and more time to do it than an aftermarket company. So chances well, are- the liability too. If that, that too. If that fails, yep. it's their fault. Mm-hmm. So- Usually the components are better. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely true. And I mean, aftermarket stuff exists for a reason, but I mean, if you have a vehicle like a Toyota or a Land Cruiser, you know, supposed to go 300,000 miles without an issue, a a replacement parts can do the same. Yeah. Um, Now there are times when we do aftermarket, like uh, on this third gen forerunner, we just put in Moog um, links that were greasy because we wanted parts. Yes. Yep. You know, so we could service it better in the field. And so we went with that route and they were a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just depends on the part. And the, and the thing that's was- a, yeah, that's a different kind of a different topic though, you know, because that's a different usage than what the original uses usage was intended mm-hmm. to be. You know, they're not, you're in the field greasing. Something is not the same as what Toyota expects the normal person commuting to do. Yeah. And, for that purpose, it, it's it's kind of perfect. Um, yeah, a lot of times that, so, that decision is made on strength versus reliability. If the original mm-hmm. part it is super reliable, but it's not up to this task of what you are now putting the vehicle through, that's when an aftermarket part really comes in because they're typically built to be stronger than OE. Mm-hmm. So you may have less reliability out of it, but you're gaining it through right. strength. So you've spent a lot of time with Toyotas, but I kind of want to talk about this big guy. (laughs) Yeah. It's just recently renamed Godzilla. Godzilla. So yeah, the kids named it Godzilla (laughs) for, for the audio audience. Can you clue everybody in on, on the the bones and the goods of Godzilla? Sure. This is a 2018 AEV prospector um, with a 37 inch tire upfit. Mm -hmm. So yeah, running 37s, AEV suspension, AEV front bumper, uh, worn winch. And then it's been, it's gone through two two phases. It was a daily driver, big truck for search and rescue daily life kind of thing. Uh, And towed a bigger camper at the time when Mm -hmm. my family would go out with just a, like a, you know, tow behind camper. Um, And then it went through a secondary phase which is the uh, AE, well, still the same platform, 2018 Prospector. And then you have a P-Core RAM flatbed on the back that then accommodated a four-wheel camper's 
Hawk model flatbed camper that is now permanently mounted. It became a full-time overland vehicle versus a daily driver when it went through that phase. Yep, see it there. And now it tows the Patriot camper toy hauler that has the motorcycles or the side-by-sides on the back. Mm -hmm. We swapped the use case that now instead of the truck towing stuff in the back of the cargo area in the bed, it now tows a trailer that has all the fun toys and you live out of the back of the bed now which has worked great for our family. It's been awesome. And that's how, what we took on our Croft solo adventure this year in Montana. I'm trying to get back to that. FWC, I mean, they make make great stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just started as life as just a 2500 Ram, right? Commons. Oh, it was a 3500. Yeah, it's Ram 3500. Uh, It's the the full one ton. And then, uh, yeah, it, it goes from, so an AEV package goes from, the, the floor off of the assembly plant in Detroit from Chrysler goes to the AEV plant and gets torn down. And at that point, the suspension's added, the new geometry components are added to keep all of the factory componentry in the right geometries, which is uber critical mm-hmm. or improve it. And then uh, so there's some other smaller control arms. Like- what goes into the geometry changes? Ooh, there's a there's actually quite a bit, but uh, most of it's in the front end, and uh, there's, you know, replacement. I don't know. We do have a full video with Dave from AEV that came into the shop here to talk about the prospectors and how they're. There's, I think it's like 30 minutes about everything that they've done, <laughs> what what it takes oh, to make a prospector tomorrow. a prospector. Uh, all I'll say is through those componentries, everything, all the geometries are kept and maintained. Um, it relocates, you know, as you push the, sh- the axles down, uh, the, the angles of attack within the, the shock and how it cycles and all that, that changes where the spring sits needs to change. So it modifies all of that so that it operates as it should. And really a lot of the prospectors of all of them really drive better than the original truck, even though they're on 37s. Dave is a smart guy. He's a good friend of mine. And the more I've gotten to know him, the more I just, his, he's like got a beautiful mind, you know, that kind of thing. He's just, the way he thinks is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a very, I cool mean, they've mind. done, they have, AEV's done some of the forefront of the off-road world stuff for the last 20 years. Yeah. Whether it was the Brute or the, you know, V8 Hemi Wranglers or even just making, you know, selling chevy bisons uh, it mm-hmm. seems like everything they do is is top tier quality so it's not usually the first thing out but it's one of the best mm-hmm. if not the best so what is on your radar <laughs> so, so you built a, a pretty uh, i mean an av prospector is a pretty heavy build and all of your toyota builds are pretty heavy builds what's on the radar what's like you know, hanging out in left field that you want to do or want to, you know, want to turn into an overland rig that you haven't yet? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, we've kind of started to do a little bit more with motorcycles. That's been really fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Erickson, who is on our team, has a KTM 690. So he kind of got us all convinced that we should get KTM mm-hmm. 690s. And so Kurt <laughs> and I both have bought KTM 690s since adventures in our arm real hard 
And yeah. now we're all kind of like, man, this is a lot of fun. So we, we've been exploring <laughs> that, learning, okay. crashing, you know, just being noobs at a new, especially me. Kurt has riding experience from when he was a kid. I had a 50cc motorcycle when I was a kid, and that's where it stopped, you know. And uh, so I'm, I'm learning a lot of that stuff. That's been great. So I'm the motorcycle. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. And then, hearing this, I'm hoping for an expedition overland top gear, Vietnam themed episode where it's just, Oh, there you go. Three of you guys driving great. just backcountry discovery routes. Just lots of falling down. It'll be all right. Yeah. Just fall over uh, on bikes way oh, too small you, for your actual you. use. Uh, mad respect for all the shows like long way up, long way down, you know, those Ewan and Charlie. Yeah that uh the show that they produce because filming motorcycles is such a pain in the neck it is so hard <laughs> so i i take great pleasure watching them make those movies exactly cycles yep. and uh, yeah camera yeah, to what, camera to cat or camera to vehicle uh, like shots on two wheels must be so tough yeah and just all the gopros and the, the different cameras and they never run right and it, it's just a it's hard it's really hard. Mm -hmm. So we've looked at, you know, doing more and more motorcycle stuff. And we have a few things in the, in the can right now um, with single track mind. We've got about six or seven episodes queued up for that. It was on the phone with Ryan cool. on when we're going to release those. Don't have a date yet, but they're, they're queued up to go. Um, and then uh, beyond that, I am looking at, I'd really like to do an import of some kind. Okay. Um, you probably okay. Toyota that's kind of what we're looking at uh, going forward. It would be, you know, maybe a troopy, maybe mm -hmm. a, a 76 series is what we were kind of talking about earlier today. Uh, you've um, things like that. Those are always good. <laughs> I don't, uh, never a bad thing. That's uh, that's right up Chris's alley with a troopy. That's yeah. what goal number two. I've, I've always <laughs> joked about it. Cause I have enough kids that I just, I like those side benches. I can just throw them back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah get in the bus let's go yeah and you can get it that the was it the is it the hz1 diesel like it just mm -hmm. it's known for going yep but just who did we horse. we talked to somebody i think it might have been john watson oh, with did. the radivist and he was talking I about the so. the downside of jdm land cruisers being that like they don't work them enough and so mm -hmm. like, once you get them here, you have to do a ton of engine. Uh, he didn't really call it because, because they just, you haven't pushed them to their capabilities. So they're correct. So like not everything set correctly early on when they got them. So they're notorious for oil smoke, like, sure. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. He, he basically said a JDM import means there's a rebuild coming. Interesting. I like I like it though. I do like a seventy six series because that's a four door. Like, yeah. When I was on the E seven trips, you know, I was able to drive a lot of things, and you know, we drove the the seventy series in Russia. We spent three weeks driving that. Um, got to learn what it's like to live out of a troopy for a month, and then by the time we that expedition had worked its way to South America, when we flew down there, they had a 76 series and we got in that thing. I was like, man, I love, I, I just love this car, <laughs> you know? And then a couple of years ago when we were able to go to Australia with Patriot campers 
They're uh, they make such nice Rob, stuff. They do. Rob Bohem just was in his 76 series that he had had with the HEMA, you know, company, mapping company. And we rode in it. And again, we were like, oh man, this is just so cool. And we were, <laughs> we were, the black truck was there, the famous uh, Patriot camper black truck. Yeah. And uh, we had a 200 series built into a Patriot. And then Rob had his 76 series and we're like, oh, but the 76 series, you know, it's just so awesome. You know, when these two amazing Patriot camper trucks were in the same place, that's it right there. We're driving yeah, it's so uh, good. that thing, you know, and they've done quite a bit of work to it, but just what a beautiful truck. And they just drive down the road so well and carry a family and that thing's made for exploring right there. So good. I like. I just love the shape. Like it's, we don't have oh, anything. It'll, that it'll always like be that. cool. Yeah. It'll, you know, that'll be cool forever. The, there were a couple of troopers that looked almost like that. Yeah, kind of almost. like the older ones. Like the early Montero, the boxy Monteros yeah. like Jeff's. What was that weird Russian thing that we were talking about recently that might come to the States? That oh, is God. kind of like that. Oh, God. UAZ uh, the- Bremach Taos. Thank you, Google, for suggesting the, my history. UAZ Patriot. I'm getting there. It is not the same. <laughs> it's not the same, but it's the closest thing we're going to get. It's the closest thing that that may come here. Also, I, I love how that's what I'm Googling, and the ads on my computer are telling me flying me out of V8 kits. Like, no, not the same. They're not the same. <laughs> yeah, but that's... The flying me out of V8 kits are based uh, on your past search history, Ross. And cost no. as much as this truck. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Literally. Uh, Had you seen this thing, Clay? No, I've never. So it, it's, Heads down too, so, too much. Yeah, no, I understand that completely. I mean, it, it's, uh, it exists overseas, and it's you know it's vaporwave for it actually showing up here. They got but KO2s onto the press photo, like it's yeah, gonna have some KO2s nice. in a winch and four wheel drive, low range transfer case, uh, diesel turbo diesel, and a six speed, and wow. an LSD in the rear, supposedly. Yeah, you know, it's got all the it's got all of the components on paper that make it say mm. it's super adventurous. But as my friend Kurt would say, that looks like an answer in search of a problem. <laughs> That's a solid statement. <laughs> what vehicle on sale today exemplifies that statement most? That an answer in search of a problem. <laughs> the Nissan on sale in the state. Nissan Murano Cross Cabriolet. You that is say... no longer on sale in the states. Oh, what, okay. it, what about yeah. what about what about the Pontiac on Aztec. sale today? Again, no longer on sale. <laughs> no, but the Aztec is becoming uncool. Cool. Breaking Ooh, Bad really helped. Ironic, cool. Ironic, cool. Ironic, but, cool. Yeah. yeah. The Aztec Bad, was yeah. at the time another answer in search of a problem. Yeah. So many Sorry. problems for the for the video audience. I was slow on the getting oh, the Patriot the camper's truck. truck. Justin's God, black that truck. That thing broke the monster. internet <laughs> a long time. That thing is a beautiful. <laughs> they build such amazing vehicles. All their components were yep. so good. Did they do a six by six too? They did. They have the mega truck, the mega six. And we rode in that one too. And my grin went. What's it called? The mega truck? It's called the mega six. Patriot camper mega six. That thing is insane. 
so Jesus cool. So, <laughs> so cool. It's so capable. It's oh, it's nuts. This is the kind of vehicle where you you basically don't fear any terrain, right? Like, nope. Other than like no, just you, the you world's just, biggest mud hole that will sink the entire truck. Like, the only thing you fear is when you have to replace a set of tires. <laughs> yeah, <there's no laughs> that'll be that'll be twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I love that we're talking to Clay, who has some of the greatest Overland builds ever, and we're focusing right. on. We're still doing the ultimate Toyota fanboy thing. We're focusing <laughs> on the ones we can't have. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's always green. grass is greener, right? Exactly. So, Clay, what's your what's your favorite build that you've done? Just if you could only have one for the rest of whatever, if you only take one of them. Where am I going? Just in general, it's everywhere. Everywhere. What? If it's the only vehicle you could take deep into the mountains Swiss and Army down knife. to the desert, yeah, if one does it all. Uh, that's that's a tough one. They're all very capable. They all do it. We've done it. You know, we've been doing that with all of the vehicles mm-hmm. that we have. To narrow it down, uh, the ultimate reliable, nicest thing to drive around and be in is the 200 series, hands down. Um, that's the answer to everything isn't it yeah i mean the land cruiser is just so amazing and it, a lot of people are like well it's just a highlander just a nicer highlander if no, anyone not, ever yeah. tells no, you no that, no 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 absolutely no idea what they're talking about you know none uh, whatsoever yeah the 100 series if i get this right and someone will probably correct me on the internets but the 100 series was built for half a million serviceable miles in a third world country Wow. That was the design. 25 story. years. Yep. Yeah. Half 25 years of serv- run serviceable life. Yep. If you've never been to a so-called third world country, I think we're supposed to call them developing countries now. Developing. Something <laughs> yes. like that. Um, it is. Anyway, yep. they're full of potholes. They're full of horrible roads. Uh, you know, it is an extremely harsh condition to have a vehicle in. And that 100 series was built to do a half a million serviceable miles there. Um then um when the head engineer for 200 was assigned he wanted to build it bigger and better and build the best land cruiser there had ever been and he did uh he he did a phenomenal job with the 200 series huge axles bigger everything's beefed up Mm -hmm. everything's bigger under there uh they if that was the spec for the 100 series just think what the spec is for the 200 series it's that or better yeah so anyway, yeah, we, we, I'm a fanboy of Land Cruisers. I have, we've had several, uh, the 2016 Samson was a really special car for us to get because Toyota did issue that to us. And for years, people said they, Toyota will never sponsor you. And then they said, oh, well, you got Toyota. Well, Toyota will never give you cars. And then they gave us cars <laughs> and then they said, oh, but they will never give you a Land Cruiser. And then they gave us a Land Cruiser. Wow. So it was, it was like that car, they have a couple pictures of it pulled up here, uh, really represents like, just because people say that it can't be done, it can be done if you're doing what you are supposed to be doing and passionate about it and you're talking and reaching the right people, you know, it's, you can do it and that's proof of it. And so that car has a special, you know, it's, it's actually right out here on mm-hmm. the other side of the window here. Uh, it's got a special spot in my heart. And then um we have been driving land cruisers ever since so my wife drove a 200 series that was named gary we just sold that one 
Uh, she raised that in the first Rebel Rally, mm-hmm. um, yeah, five years ago or so. We just sold that one and we replaced it with another 200. <laughs> you have so, a type. Yeah, it just it was a 20. It, the Gary was a 2008. This one's a new 2000, new to us 2013. And then we have the 2016 that's for the fleet mm-hmm. trucks. And then I have a 62 series Land Cruiser that I just love. So I'm a Land Cruiser guy as well. Yep. But you, I love You it. found home. Yeah, but but to that extent with me saying all that, I love 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 that Tacoma. The 2016 Tacoma I do think is probably really? one of our better built vehicles that we hmm. have have run. And that thing has done the return of the McKenzie uh, South America the Alaska mm-hmm. series or the Arctic series. And then all of the traveling around in the meantime to go to all the different shows and, and the Overlander series that we shot, it's got 55,000 miles on it. If I'm not mistaken, maybe 60,000 mm-hmm. of all of those hard miles. And that thing is just, we just did a full service baseline on it to restored uh, the frame underneath and made sure mm-hmm. that it, everything was, we maintain these like airplanes. That's kind of our motto. Maintain <laughs> it like an airplane. Yeah. That's and, a good place uh, to start that truck is just so, so much utility to it. Mm-hmm. Easy to drive, fun to you drive, know, goes down the trails and then sets up and you can camp in it. The awesome. second gen Tacoma was like unkillable. And when the third gen launched, it really found a sweetheart place in Instagram land. Yep. And you know, everybody knows, you know, Overland bills on the Tacoma um, have really spiked it into a world that it, it didn't know before yeah. um it, it's fucking killer on the trail i've i've been on the trail with more of them than i can count it, it they do everything um yeah i'm not a huge fan of the seating position i've said this time and time <laughs> again and i say this as a short like i'm, I'm not even somebody like everybody who's six three six four in the automotive world it's like oh the seating position sucks i'm five nine I, I don't love the seating position, but they're such good trucks. They just do everything. Yeah. You know, that was, go everywhere. The seating position was on Toyota's radar. They found out, you know, right away once the 16s came out. Um, I remember talking to a couple of the techs then that, that you saw it actually come out in the 20, 19, 20, and 21 seats. They actually changed the seats due to that. Really? Um, they hmm. made it one inch longer. I think it sits up hmm. an inch higher to bolster that complaint so they did here mm-hmm. and uh yeah i haven't put much time in a new truck like that but hopefully hopefully they're better they're supposed to be yeah i, I mean i hope so there was a huge change in seating position from the fourth gen to fifth gen forerunners so yes. they're, you know probably taking all that into account yeah Oh, it started with video of the Tacoma. <laughs> oh, nice. Should have watched all of it. <laughs> so what's the uh, what's the story with the, it's a clothing line, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can pull it up. You go to shopoverlander.com. We just Ooh. launched this uh, at the time of this recording. We launched it yesterday. I was nice. say, it was pretty quick. And, uh, I don't know how long it'll take before the, your podcast comes out, but yeah, it just came out um yesterday and uh, this is a long time in the making to get to a clothing line launch Mm -hmm. so it's very new uh you know we're obviously using a lot of imagery right now from our past experiences but uh (laughs) we have a big 
line of clothes coming out this fall. Right now we've launched just t-shirts, hoodies, patches, um, you know, the basics right now, but you can see that the design and where we're going with this, Mm -hmm. we are really taking this to the next level. Our goal is that we can supply a clothing company that's built for the end user, recognizes who the overlander is, address needs for overlanders. We, we have been in meetings after meetings, <laughs> loan people in, have samples being made and pushed over. We're wearing a bunch of stuff right now that uh, we're testing built for the overlander by cool. overlanders. Nice. Uh, so yeah, you're just getting a taste of what, you know, the logo wear and all that stuff looks like, but there's a whole lot more coming beyond it Mm -hmm. too. I actually have, I'm not going to show you anything here. (laughs) You slid off the mic. But here is our first, (laughs) you know, a full catalog. Ooh, a catalog. Oh, wow. That's uh, fancy as hell. Go into it eventually. So that's all, that's all you get. That's all you get. (laughs) Very cool. We've been getting the like things teased on the show lately, like Larry right? Chen dropping that he's building a tundra. You guys launching a clothing <laughs> brand. This I think I saw Rochelle put a, a post up today, and I was like, "Well, I'll add that to the show notes." Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, and thank you for that too. Yeah, we wanted to be, you know, it's a business for us too. But you know, at the end of the day, Shelly and I aren't motivated by money. We're, you know, if we were, we would be doing something else. You know, no, none of us are getting you know, we get to use a lot of great equipment and do a lot of cool things, but, um, you know, there's better ways to make money than That's, what we're doing right now. It's right. the thing about like automotive themed careers, whether it's auto journalists or what you guys do, right. like it has the appearance of all look the glitz at all, and glam. Right. But in reality, the bottom line is very modest. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. You got to love, if you're going to get into the overland industry or the automotive industry in general, you got to really just love what you're doing (laughs) because that's the true reward. It's not really the financial and hopefully who, hopefully whoever gets in can rightfully make bazillions of dollars. That would be awesome, but it's just not, that's not usually the case. You know, when I first got started, Scott Brady of Overland Journal publisher of Overland Journal said, yeah, if you want to make a million dollars in the overland industry, you better start with two. Yep. You know, and that's yep. just, it's just like chaos. auto racing. <laughs> exactly. You got to fight for it. But we've made our mission to fight for, you know, the industry, the, the community, because we truly believe what overlanding does to people. It changes people traveling the world and being self-reliant. It changes who you are. It makes you a better person, makes you yeah. a more rounded person. Mm-hmm. And the people that are involved with it, that are also going out and doing all of this are amazing, you know, because they have the same likeness, you know, in their mindsets. So we're really working to hopefully educate, inspire, and now clothe and, and equip them with good stuff to keep pursuing the world and keep becoming a better person. That's, that's literally the, the reason I think my Instagram thinks it was, I'm just trying to get my kids outside more. Like I was so sick of them staring at yeah. devices all the time. And my kids are still super young. Like they're not ancient, they are, yeah. Yeah. but that's how quickly I was fed up with it already. And I was like, all yeah, right, well, good for you. we're, we're going to, we have a short camping trip this weekend coming up uh, as nice. the weather is nice before baseball starts. So yep. <laughs> better get out. Well. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, and then we're going to be up your guys way uh, in late July. We're going to, we're going to swing through Montana. So awesome. So we, we don't want to come, keep you too come long. visit come okay. visit all you want you just can't stay 
yeah exactly well we 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 went with vrbo kind of thing we're, we're nice <laughs> still a pandemic so we stayed single family home just in case nice. <laughs> uh we know you have a orchestra show to get to what do you want to plug <laughs> anything else you wanted to cover while while you got me i mean like if you what's just, coming soon yeah yeah to you, i mean we know there's clothing coming what's coming soon to the youtube yeah so right now we're in the preps uh we just launched the croft solo series which is our trip that we took as our family mm-hmm. um last august it took five months five and a half months to put it out but we finally got it out and now we're in the preps for 2021's trips we've got some really good trips coming up uh we've been fighting hard with all the whole covid stuff um tough to get out there but we've got it figured out i think Uh oh i just jinxed it yeah but uh (laughs) yeah we we got some only if you're superstitious what i'll say right now is we've got two series coming out uh that we'll be looking to really step it up the best we can inside the environment and inside the world that we're living in right now it's really tough to shoot an adventure travel show when the globe is shut down to travel yeah but we're going to make it happen now we've been working on it for six months already and uh so yeah stay tuned i can't give you any firm details (laughs) because i have to like launch all the you know like who the sponsors are this year and all that stuff and then start being able Mm -hmm. to release that but who knows maybe by the time this comes out that's been launched so you'll you'll be seeing some stuff uh come out in the next couple weeks that we'll be able to really start diving into i will say let's see what kind of salt savory things can i give you here (laughs) um if i can make it a riddle what could i say there are new things that return to old okay Mm -hmm. and let's see it might be hot and it might be cold there we go nice Beautiful. Yeah, secrets I'm gonna Beautiful. <laughs> Take that and run with it. Yep. Ooh, that'll just put the internet twist so, its head on. And you guys are at X Overland everywhere, basically. Yep. Yeah, that's our goal. <laughs> yeah. Say, so, yeah, I didn't see you on TikTok, so. Uh... Mm. Uh, we we we've actually started one. My son's gonna run it. Really? <laughs> oh man. Just more and more social platforms. It's the next everybody. generation. You get you're prepping yeah. it now. Yeah. Just, just let, let them run with it, you know. So and, uh, and yeah. And definitely mm-hmm. the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, at, at X Overland. On Facebook, we are Expedition Overland. Are we still Expedition? Could you verify this for me? Is it because back in the day they let you change it once? Right. On Facebook. If you changed your profile once, then that was it. And I, we were afraid that if we changed it back over to X Overland, that we would lose all of the SEO stuff. Um, I think you're X Overland on there when I checked the other day. We may be now. We, we may have made the decision because all of our trademarks are in X Overland. We have registered trademarks there. You yeah, you're that branding you're all the at, way the same across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. At X Overland on Facebook, even. Sweet. Oh, good job, nice. team. They're working behind the scenes. And then, yeah, YouTube. We're also on Amazon Prime with uh, our Pan American mm-hmm. series. And the Return of the McKinsey series is on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? Yeah. Which that's, okay. Check that, that out. That's a trip that like gave me anxiety. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was like, I felt like there was a, 
a mileage goal and you guys were not getting close to that oh, goal. Oh no, yeah, we were, <laughs> we were running out of time. Yeah. Is that is that the trip where like somebody walked to just someone's house in Alaska and like knocked on the door? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That that I think whoever filmed that I was like, "Oh god, they have no like I'm assuming these people in Alaska have no one just walk up to their door." No. Yeah, it's you, where we were there at that location, you had to fly into their airstrip. Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. people don't usually walk up to their house. Yeah, like I was like, "Please don't. I didn't want oh, to see anybody get hurt on a video." No. <laughs> Hi. Can you help get off my lawn? <laughs> but they were nice. Yeah, people. you don't wonder. I mean, yeah. But Alaska is known for those people that go there to just be by themselves. Now that property was much nicer than somebody yeah, th who's just trying to avoid lodges, lodges yeah. of commercial, you know, yeah, tourism. So. It's coming back a little bit. I can feel it in my chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna like some of the stuff that's coming up. I think. Sweet. All right, I have. We're gonna I will to be watching again. Be watching this tomorrow. It's added to my queue. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, the glory of Ross in between jobs right now is he has a lot of free time. So, and that's why I was late tonight because I have lost every semblance of time. <laughs> hey man, roll around in it for a while for me, would you? Because that that sounds awesome. That's yeah. Uh, even though you don't have a job or whatever, it's kind of a sweet spot, right? It's a be your own man for a while. It's a it's weird uncharted territory. I only have a few more days. I mean, we're we're flying to Colorado next Thursday, so yeah, that starts the next adventure. Right on. But at least it won't be snowmageddon when you get there like I was two weeks oh, ago. Oh, God. The last time I went to Colorado, they had to de-ice the planes three times before we departed. So That sounds right. This will be a different adventure, I hope. I fucking hope. It should be fun. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> Much thanks. Driving uh, my best friend's Tacoma, actually. He has a lifted third-gen Tacoma on, uh, on 285KO2s. So I have that for five days to myself. Don't cool. get in trouble. Well, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get. I'm gonna end up calling him and going, "Hi, I have a problem." <laughs> no, no. Now you just jinxed it. Exactly. I'm, no, I'm gonna be safe. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, you can rate and review the show that we're doing right now on iTunes. We still have good ratings, which is nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you can like and subscribe to us on YouTube, but also do XO if you haven't done that already. Um, and then Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. Ross is still no, not like the one from Friends, and I'm still at Overlanding Dad. Not to be confused with Overland Dad, who has a badass 200 series with a long range America tank underneath it, and he pulls a travel trailer with it, and it's amazing. Sounds expensive. Yeah, Sounds mine's awesome. just mine's just the the budget Sequoia with a Yakima box on top. As uh, has the guy who bought the has who bought your 80 series contacted you recently no because for i should know no for a little while after you sold it to him he was like sending you messages about the state oh, of your yeah. old truck no i haven't seen anything from him in a while so okay. since since the turnpike incident where i was like <laughs> hey man can i get my plate back like yep. since then we've been good <laughs> uh that's that's the show clay gets to go listen to orchestra music now <laughs> yeah i better hurry and depending you see on such a rush <laughs> is it your youngest or your middle it's my youngest okay so maybe it's She's okay 10. maybe it's not it's gonna be 
a laughable experience. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, because you know they're all it's bad. Like, it's like they're, fifth oh, grade, yeah. sixth grade. They're yeah. not great. You know, all the yeah. strings are wrong and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, man, it's a hoot and a holler, as we say. You know? My my Nobody oldest place them. tuba. We've been there. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. But oh, they it's love it. It's fun to go see them do it. These times, you know, they don't last long, so you got to go soak it up. <laughs> exactly. Or they grow out of it. They're not there anymore. <laughs> so. Well, right on. Well, yes, I am going to go watch a 10-year-old's orchestra concert. Well, enjoy. You guys have a great night. Yeah, I'm going to help with the rest of my kids because they were screaming a little bit ago. So we'll figure out what that was. Go survey the situation. Exactly. Okay.